When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to I'ma Let You Finish with Courtney and Amy. It's episode number 84. Are we at 84? 84. Oh, shit. 84. 84. I think we're aging very well. Right, we're aging very well. And part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Welcome, kids. Hi, Pantheon. Hi, Pantheon. (laughs) How was your weekend? Uh, Okay. I can't think of anything bad that happened or anything particularly good that happened. So that means it was good. It was fine. Non-event. I'm all for non-eventful. Yeah. I'm all for non-eventful. Yeah. Did you watch all any of the all-star stuff? Not at all. <laughs> um, partial for several reasons. And you're a basketball girl. Okay. That says something. I didn't, really off, give, I didn't give a shit as much as that. First of all, it's like, I don't really care about the all-star game. Me neither. If I can that's be what honest I was going to say. You. No, that's what I was going to say. I've Number been one. to one before with artists and I'm just like, okay, yeah, it's mean, exciting it's... to see the players, but I was like, yeah, the game yeah, is yeah. always dumb. <laughs> well, the game is always bad. It's always like a really, it's just not a great game. Number one. Number two, um, I always forget what channel it's on because it's like TNT or blah, blah, blah. It's Number two three, of them. They put it on TNT and TBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number three, the actual game itself was on Sunday and 90 Day Fiance is on. And I have to watch that in real time, seeing as how we lost a week because of the Super Bowl. And number four, I think <laughs> well, Saturday night I was babysitting. So mm, I was uh, watching a lot of uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> you had the young one. I had a lot of Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I saw no reason to subject him. To Does he still offer. have a really good haircut? He had a really good haircut. Oh, in that he has last picture. <laughs> that kid I'm like, this good. kid has. No, he has really is, good haircuts. This kid no. is giving like I have a $600 haircut. What's no, no, going no. on? No, no, no. The whole family has good haircuts. I feel like Jesus Christ. I let Lucian's hair grow because it was the only way of calming him. He would calm himself down by twirling his hair. And then I had like the neighbor with the bowl cut. I'm a horrible mm-hmm. human being. But no, he has a really good haircut. He's got really good hair. It's yeah. reddish. I don't know how that where that's coming from. Right. But. So in short, no, who won? I don't even know who won. The West, uh, right? LeBron's the West team, always yeah, the wins. West, yeah. Yeah, they uh, always win. Yeah, they always win. Um, it was, uh, they had a, a dunk contest, which was, Absolutely the weirdest, most boring, and the dumbest dunk contest I've ever seen. But that's always the best part. That's always Obi Toppin won. He's a Nick. We love Obi. We do love Obi. But that dunk contest was embarrassing. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and that's that's always that's always the best part. Like none of the stars did it. Like it's like, okay, no, so the, who are these people? Yeah, the dunk contest is always look, you will never, ever, ever outdo the dunk contest where the guy jumped over Nate Robinson. I mean or he jumped over yeah, somebody. Yeah, and there was a jump, you know, now everybody does a jump, but you know, right. listen, 
We've seen them jump over cars, people, yeah. elephants, riding yeah, children like elephants, on tricycles. Really. You yeah. Know it's yeah it's, it was uh, dumb. There's nothing you can do at this point. The, yeah, the best so part it, of it was the 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 top 75 players of all time. And we got to see a lot of the guys. And seeing that there's still here. shit between like the Boston guys when Ray Allen came out and he completely ignored Kevin Garnett and Kevin Good. Garnett was just staring up in the air. Good. <laughs> Good. I have still not forgiven Danny Ainge for anything. <laughs> and how people still, when Michael Jordan came out, is still the man. Like everybody's like, oh my God. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know what I feel about Michael Jordan. You know my feelings about Michael I Jordan. Do, I do know your feelings about Michael Jordan. <laughs> miserable human being, great ball player. <laughs> anyway, speaking of miserable human beings, mm-hmm. can we just decide that we're not going to have an Olympics anymore? Because this was like <sighs> the worst. Seriously. Well, first off, the curling enough with the curling. Every time I turned it on, there was it was curling. curling. It was very weird. It was I on all the time. How a kid in Norway one day goes, "Mama," and that's an Italian accent. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, mom. You know what I want to be when I grow up? What Sven? I want to do curling. Like, where does that? Who is the Michael Jordan of curling? Right. There must be right. There that must somebody be. Goes, Listen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Between so that, the whole. Ice skating has just forever well, been. It's no. <laughs> that it's whole thing even, was no, just painful. And to watch the first of all, this is the Olympics. If we can't have clean sport there, then it's like, come on. Well, there's never been clean sport, Courtney. Let's be honest. I mean, well, in the, the, well, in the Olympics, they're supposed blatant. to be. It's never. Well, been, yeah, but it, well, it's, it's all coming from basically one region of the world, which is already supposedly bad. So why were they even there? Well, there's that. They were there because we discussed it before. They were there because they paid to be there. It was a pay for play situation, right. basically. Right. Um, look, the only good thing about the ice skating finals was that it will be the first and maybe last time that you hear uh, the Stooges. I want to be your dog as part of a because I remember when mm-hmm. you had to play classical music. Look, the whole thing was just it, it was embarrassing. If the, the 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 young woman who was supposed to be the champ, if they. If this is what they're doing in public, imagine right. the abuse that's going on behind the scenes Oof. and all of our kind of kidding around. And we, you know, we took it seriously. This is just a form of state sanctioned child abuse at this point. They churn these girls out, up. They churn them out. Um, it, it's it's painful to watch her coach. I mean, you know, the coach is basically like, bitch, you fucked up. Well, but the, the, but it's this like, is state, uh, this girl sanctioned. is in complete meltdown. She's had whatever it is, however I feel about personal responsibility, because, you know, when you are a professional athlete, there's some of that. She's, She's a not kid. a professional athlete, and, though. And, well, listen, you are professional when you are training to be an Olympian. Yeah, that's true. That that's is true. elite. Prof- elite. You have yes. everything you eat, you are responsible for, because you yes. start drug testing for those kind of careers very, very young. So by 15... Right. You understand what all of that is, right? right? But the adults, watching how all of the adults in this situation failed that kid, like what we saw at the end of that skating, I've just never seen anything like that. No, I've it was never. It was awful. It was really painful to see, man. It's like, that's when you realize they're kids. You know well, what I mean? It was that like moment. watching a mother, like a kid 
do a screw up in public and watching a mother berate them and scream at them. You right. know, right. so that was really painful. The woman who came in second place, first off, she was just terrible. All she was doing <laughs> was go. And they even said it. I mean, Johnny Weir, I'm paraphrasing to them. I'm not even going to pretend to talk about the mm-hmm. artistry. It was ju- <laughs> it's become jump after jump after jump. It's and, that's become, right. and hers was all athletics with no artistry. No right? artistry. Right. And it's just become this sort of like it's such it's such an indicative of the times we're in. It's all for the for the impact. It's all for the flash. It's right. all for the. But there's no soul in it. The no. whole thing was just brutal and painful. And watching you know Michaela Schiffer, the whole thing was weird. Well, it was yeah. all weird. It was just weird. And but, you know, in a kind of not that we're not being serious, but you look at the women of the American Olympic team and what they endured. And I'm not accusing the Russians of sexual abuse, but look what they adored to be a champion. And at least they had the freedom to come out and speak about it. I can't even imagine. First of these, these young women are so skinny. They are so skinny. They look unhealthy. They do not look like that. And it's just painful. And you know what? If they don't just flat out, you're never coming here again to anyone. Russia, I don't care if you're the Russian Olympic Federation, if you're the ROC in the building, if you're like, who, me? I'm not Russian. I don't care who you are. They should never be allowed because they destroyed it. You know, they destroyed it. They really did. So Basta on them. Um. So speaking of people who, sh- well, you, Madonna, Madonna, I mean, you know, whatever. Listen, you're the Madonna person, you know. I would, if there would have been a time in life if you told me Madonna has written, is co-producing, and is directing the movie on her life. I would have oh, been really directing ex- it. Yeah, oh, Miss Thing. Oh, yes. Oh, of good course Lord. she is. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> but now this version of Madonna has me very frightened of whatever she's the audition process has started for her biopic and God God only knows what this is going to (laughs) be. You know what it's going to be. It's going to be a complete um, blowjob. Do you think she really, I mean, I'm not, I mean, the only interesting thing I've heard so far, and I'm honestly not paying that much attention, but Mm -hmm. that Julia Fox has auditioned for the role of Debbie Mazur. And at least Mm -hmm. that makes a little sense, I guess. Um, Um, Can somebody stop trying to make that happen, Julia Fox? Julia Fox Fox has already happened. It's too late. Oh, is it? But is it done already? Because No, it's not going to be done. I mean, and it's whatever. I mean, it's like whatever. You know, I I have no problem, which I really have no problem with Julia Fox. I don't see, at least I I didn't see (laughs) on cut gems i heard she's really good mm-hmm. in it she went to the same high school my son went I'll to got jobs. yeah <laughs> um but i you know we've talked about this you cannot do a biopic if the person i mean it's one thing to co-produce it mm-hmm. or executive produce it but you're writing it and direct oh yeah, that'll be objective <sighs> who's gonna who's gonna pretend this is this is the <laughs> What did you just say? Pretend to sing. <laughs> Don't Who's you ever talk play? about Madonna. Let me just tell I you. Just, listen, oh I have to defend my queen, Madonna. Why is she is your she, queen? Let me she, ask you honestly. Is she, why is I love she your queen? Because I have loved Madonna since the first time I heard Madonna. Yeah, but why is and she your queen? Because I don't, I just love her. You don't know. Her. You don't know. She's why. one of those ones from the beginning. Yeah. It was that thing with her. New York, 
downtown, the clubs. Yeah. I was going to clubs since I was really young. Yeah, like, yeah. I just I, recognized I that energy. And you remember back then, like, you know, she took that club shit and just went global and we loved her. And she talked about gay well, issues. We, and we Well, well I'm talking about the gay community. She right. fucking spoke about us. She put yeah, us yeah, up yeah. front. That is we, true. We weren't freaks. Totally we were dancing that. on the totally. tour. She was like, this is okay. She talked about AIDS. She, like, a, like, a lot of artists are doing that at that time, but she was a big artist who came out and yeah. was really saying and doing these things. And the music was great. Fucking Madonna in the 80s, the 90s, early 2000s was great. This version of Madonna is a little cool, weird, but I'm sorry. Her tours, those albums, she really did shape culture for a very long time. So, I agree with you. I'm so you know what I mean? That- I just, and she's like, and like Janet, like I love Janet for something different. And Grace, I love for very much something different. But Madonna was, and still is, you know, I'm, I get very mad at Madonna, but Madonna's my girl. I get really mad because I hate the ridiculousness of whatever is going on. So I really, I don't even follow her anymore because I just don't want to pay attention to it. But if Madonna comes out with a record, I'm there. You know, if Madonna goes on tour, I'm there. I love Madonna. Yeah. I just think that uh, I, I would just be interested if she's going to really cover her yeah, Like, is it how re- that's the thing, right? Yeah. But I mean, I also think as a Leo. Who's playing Jelly Bean and well, who's well, playing well, Mark Cayman's? I also think, though, as a Leo and who she is, I think she's going to tell the truth and we will get a real story. Now, will it be great? I don't know. No, she's not. No, I don't. I think it's just I think it's just. Why not? Like, she's a visual artist. She's always been a visual artist. So telling her own life, who can tell somebody's life better than them? Right. That is the, it's the Janet Jackson thing. Are you going to really tell it? Well, then it's it go- not a bio. It's an autobiography. A bio right. implies some degree of objectivity. Right. I mean, so right. I mean, not to be technical. I'm not saying that she doesn't. Obviously, she's very. But we're talented. not talking about a book. We're talking about a movie. No, no, right? no. A bio, though. I know the difference. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, I know you do. But what I'm no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, right. I'm not saying it to be technical. Yeah. I'm saying there's. She no longer has. I think, like many mm-hmm. people, I yeah. don't think she has objectivity. Right over and, any other situation. Right. So and she's not I, been the nicest person, right? Well, yeah. So my thing is, is she going to cover herself like? I was a victim because I do feel like as a woman, she had tough shit, but I have seen her on so many different occasions in person and she could be a little rude. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like, um... it's also depending <laughs> when she's going to go up to, is it going to be the early years? It's a very different or is this going right. to be? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I just hope that all of this inspiration makes her realize next time she goes out on the road. She's not going you, out on the road. Yeah, she, you really I mean, think? Yeah. What? 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 What is? What is? Because music? she's. I think. Why would I, men go out on the road? Into the Rolling Stones? That's nothing out. to do with her. That's nothing to do with her. So then, age. why would you? Why would you just say because she, Madonna's her last, only in her sixties? No, that's not why she wouldn't go mm-hmm. out on the road. It's not because just because she had I, injuries. That's not a reason why. I think that she would have to go out on the road with a greatest hits thing. If she does that, yes. No, I don't well, that's that. what I was about to say before you cut me off. I was I going to say off. yes, she did. Because uh, uh, you're like, she's not going to go out on the road. That's a cutoff. Well, especially when you're talking about Madonna. Madonna will go back out on the road. She's only 63. She will go back out on the road. And I do think doing this movie will absolutely, because she's been saying, she's been saying things like, I've been enjoying dancing around to the old songs. 
which she never does. I hope this makes her realize, bitch, pull out some of these. We need the hits. Don't come and try to sing Fado songs. Do you remember when she sang the Fado song, Miss Thing? Well, I was sitting you, there you going. You have to be a singer to sing <laughs> right, Fado. I, I was sitting there like, <laughs> what is this? I love the idea for you. Right. But you know you can't sing this. Well, especially at, <laughs> we're referring to the last amendment, especially at 1230 in the morning. <laughs> When you've I, been sitting there for three hours thing, going with, with no watch, not knowing what time it is. Not knowing and then what all of a sudden time. she's like, ta, da, I was like, what's going on? Yeah, no, <laughs> that, was, that was just that was. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a moment in time that we can say that we saw. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love that show. I'm not it's not my I loved it. I yeah. loved it for the intimacy of it all, but I was like, you should have thrown like four more of your hits in here somewhere. Yeah, well, it needed a little balance because it's like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was a, I, I, I checked out about halfway through. All right. Well, it'll be interesting. Like I said, I don't believe, you know, I yeah. think that you sanitize stuff. Um yeah. all right, let's so there is a Kanye <laughs> documentary, which he has nothing to do with. Um, in fact, he's asking people not to watch it. And it's called Genius. It's on. I keep Netflix. forgetting. Is it Netflix? It is Netflix. on Netflix. I keep mm-hmm. forgetting. Um, and there, there's a new thing now where they're actually doing things episodically where it's like <laughs> one week. And I'm like, wait, you just got me used to streaming. And now you're bringing me back to week mm-hmm. by week. So we've I've only seen well, everybody, unless your reviewers only seen week one. Um, I, you know, like everybody, I have my issues with Kanye, you know, but I've never really had an issue with him artistically. I haven't been crazy about his last output. I haven't really paid attention to it, to be honest with you. I've paid attention to it for the purposes of this show. So I can, but I wasn't sitting there going, yeah, Jesus, can't wait to listen to it. But this is really fascinating. You watched it. Have you checked it out? Okay. Here's my honest my honest thing. I am I've never been a huge Kanye West fan. I do not like the man. I do not like the person. I turned it on, got through 10 minutes and realized I just don't like him. I don't care. I don't care about his story. I don't care about his creative process. I do not care. And I turned it off. I just right. it, even I, him on the screen just made my blood boil. I think he does such irresponsible shit. Well, let's let's divide yeah. it. Let's divide it up because you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about that as I, what's interesting about this documentary. OK, mm-hmm. so the, it's two friends of his or two people who knew him in Chicago mm-hmm. before he was capital K Kanye, when he was on the come up and and, you know, people might not remember that he made his bones as a producer. Yep. He was not a rapper and he was, you know, did the blueprint. And he did a lot of great stuff, work with Common. And he was one of the first people who went from being a producer to being a producer rapper. And at the time, now that's not that big of a deal, but at the time, 2002. So this starts in like 2002 and it's watching him. And again, I only saw the first episode, but it's, uh, it's watching him become Kanye West mm-hmm. and it's watching it's, it's focused more on his creative stuff. And, and it's so, cause he was positioned, he was sort of, going for a deal at raucous records, which was at the time a hugely influential independent hip hop label. Um, most uh, Talib Kweli quote, I'm making little rhyme air quotes here, conscious backpack rap and, and Rockefeller, which was the exact opposite, you know, 
And it's just interesting to watch who he is. You see the flashes of who he became, but you also see him this very solidly middle-class, super smart, um, probably a nerd in high school, you know, he's kind of wearing braces, but you can see already that he has problems connecting. There's a scene where he's in the studio with Scarface and he takes his retainer out and he puts it on the counter and everybody's like looking at him like, what have you done? (laughs) So there's like a little ass high functioning ass break. He doesn't read social cues, but there's some great scenes where he goes up to Rockefeller and he's literally spitting college dropout and people are just like, yeah, whatever. So it's interesting in that I understand I am 100% with you in terms of what he's becoming as a human being. But I went back and listened to College Dropout and mm-hmm. Late Registration. Those were, it sounds so corny to say, those were so freaking popular and different. No one had ever kind of bridged that gap between backpack, conscious, talking about social issues. And clearly commercial, you know what I mean? Like clearly. So they were, it's, it's interesting on that. And it, I guess it's going to start getting into like when he, those those albums still stand up. They stand up, right? The art is great. The art is great. Yeah. He, as a human being, he is extremely problematic, extremely problematic. And John to is supposedly coming at some point today, right? Like if you want to hear it. There is an event tonight in IMAX right. theaters. Well, the, the live shows in Miami. And I guess right. there's, there's uh, an event in IMAX theaters this evening. You know, it's the right. 20, it's, today's the 22nd of February, FYI. And oh, I two, guess people- Oh, so two, yeah, two, 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 two. Yeah, two, and okay. people, I, you know, he has that stem player. Listen, I, I'm not, I, listen, I am never mad. Right. At anyone being an entrepreneur and figuring out a way to really- own their music and their masters and make money from it. So him doing this stem player, which evidently has made him a couple of million dollars and people thought Can the album. Explain? I, I'm not, what is that exactly? It's like, a, I guess it's a, there was an old music sort of online player called hit something back in the day. And I think it's the same. Like a Napster era. I, or? It's maybe, yeah, something. Okay. And, and it's, and it's his own place where his music will you have to pay for i guess okay. the software and that's the place where this music is going to live he's not putting it on any other streaming services so that he can own you know to get the higher percentages because like somebody made a really good point they're like spotify can pay joe rogan and all these guys hundreds of millions of dollars but they can't seem to really pay right. artists a fair rate on their songs so i'm never mad at anybody going and trying to do whatever i just for me, I can see sitting in an IMAX theater tonight as Kanye always does, and he's late to the stage. What, you're going to be in a theater for six hours waiting for him to come and do a fucking show at God knows what time? So, yeah, I, don't, I just don't care. Well, I mean, I watched it because mm-hmm. I wanted to sort of know what was going on, but I am 100% with you, and he is... Well, you're that person which I like because there's something where, you know, sometimes I can force myself to get through something, but you will actually watch it even if you don't like the person to just be like i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it well you're I, being way too you're being way too kind to me and you're i normally way, can there are with, certain people but yeah, I was gonna say, there's some people i can do that with but just something yeah, about I, him for a long time has gotten under my skin this is way no, before any of the I, recent shit so like me giving any attention to him i just don't have it for him i don't know i understand and i did it just to watch it, it you know it, it may be more problematic because look i i have said this before i interviewed him in um, 2000 and 
four, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he ranks among the most unbearable human beings I've ever been in a room <laughs> with. And that yeah. is saying a lot yeah. because I've been married. So clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and as a heterosexual woman, I date heterosexual men. So mm-hmm. clearly mm-hmm. I know what being with unbearable people Oof, is. and I work in schools. So Oof. clearly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's like piece of work doesn't even begin to describe him. Everybody but, I know who's interviewed no. him, who's come back with like wanting to kill him and just feeling like they had a headache. No, a headache. <laughs> just I mean, it yeah, okay. So that but it's it, look, it becomes this argument all the time and you and I have it and everybody has it. It's the art versus the artist. It's the right. art versus the artist. Um when the artist is now in the art, you know, I can never get a hundred percent behind Dr. Dre, no matter how great his records are, because he was that guy who beat up women. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like, Oh, it's just, whereas Eminem, even though I'm not a huge fan, he sang about that stuff, but he wasn't actually stuffing his mother in the trunk. car. But anyway, I wanted, you know, because you and I, you know, there has been a ton of shit. There's always a ton of shit about Kanye in the gossip pages, you know, and partly because he was or is in the process of getting divorced from one of the most lover or hater, but one of the most famous women in the world. But and we and we know he's mentally ill. We know he is untreated for his mental illness. We know he's a megalomaniac. We know he's promoting a record. But the level of vitriol and the level of threat now has gone from kind of like oh kanye being kanye he is openly threatening um kim kardashian's boyfriend pete davidson who you know i have no qualms with um this is a man who has children and chris, we, chris, we, we, he's, he's threatening chris chris uh what's her face Jen- chris jenner's oh, boyfriend, boyfriend. i mean man by the way but here's <laughs> the thing yeah my problem with that is just because he's famous, everybody's trying to act like that's not dangerous behavior. If this was your sister, exactly. your cousin, your mother, you'd be doing whatever you could being like, she's in danger. Right. Like, I don't think that to me, if you're this mentally unhinged, why don't I think you could snap and do something? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, why don't like, I don't think or just because you're, your... fam- you're famous, you won't do some shit. You're acting like a person who's unhinged. Get or get your fans. That's what's problematic Mm -hmm. because whether he will do it, it's the fact. I mean, he's really spiraling. He is he is stalking Kim Kardashian and she engenders a lot of hatred. And quite frankly, at this point, enough, you know, like she does not appear to be a bad person. Okay, she's frivolous and the stupid Kardashian family, whatever. But stop. It's sexist. It's really boring. Amy Linda has taken up for a Kardashian. I have I never always, thought no, you know what? I would no, hear the day. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I'm just that's kind of shocking to me. Well, I have I have limited use for this whole famous for the sake of famous, but I will give her credit. The rest right. of the family, not so much, but she has made is she my favorite person? No, is she a symbol of something I can't stand. Yes, but mm. to blame him, her for right. him is right. unfair. Yeah, that is unfair. It's unfair. And she is attempting. Look, she is a symptom, you know what I mean, of a bigger problem in this country. But I did agree with him on one thing, though. I did. Way when he about, you know, I guess there were pictures of his young kids all online. They they were having a girl's day with, I guess, the sisters. 
and they put filters on the four-year-old's face to make it look like she has makeup. She has these poses. And said, oh, that's this, bad. And he said, this looks too grown. My child looks too grown here. And even he was upset about North wearing makeup. And I do feel like those kids are really young and that makes them look a little too grown. It's like, let them be kids. They don't need to have Yeah, makeup. no, I yeah. agree with that 100%. I agree with the, the oversharing. Yeah. I won't even yeah. take pictures of my friend's kids no. unless I have permission I won't post them. I'll take pictures. No, of them. You know what I'm saying? But, no. but I mean, the point is, is I mean, and you're 100 percent right at this. I mean, this is it's the fans. We have mm-hmm. fans are just it's fanatical. OK, you have. And they think Mickey, they're defending right. their artists. Nicki Minaj and, yeah. can turn out those lunatics. Beyonce, she doesn't do it on purpose, but she has fans. Taylor Swift unleashes her fans on people or is they weaponize the fan. And that's the concern. And if she wasn't, you know, I mean, Pete Davidson is not a bad person. He's never done anything to anybody. He really hasn't. He just happens for whatever reason to want to date Kim Kardashian. Okay. Cool. He must have a big penis because the women are he lining does, up. Allegedly. I think they're lining up. <laughs> Again, you don't Ariana Grande. Women. How did you get Ariana Grande? Come on. Ariana Grande has been with, you know, (laughs) Mac Miller was not a traditionally good looking guy. Mm. And, and with men don't understand. Kate Beckinsdale. Men don't understand why women have no issue with Pete Davidson. You, I no, mean, I'm not saying we also don't understand you guys' obsession with Sarah Jessica Parker. We don't, I don't just, who you guys women, women, girl, no, not you, women. women I don't know any women. woman. Who I'm sorry. Okay. No. Her whole career is because women are obsessed with her, Miss Thing. You may not know any, but how can that's to you for to you to act like for you to no, act I like Sarah no, Jessica, you do not understand that Sarah Jessica Parker's whole thing is because women are obsessed with, which is why she always gets vogue. They think she is Miss Fashion Goddess of the World, which is why she always gets vogue covers and they treat her like a deity. It's very weird. I don't. I mean, I'm being very honest. I don't. I think really? she's a good. I yeah. I've Are never you, met anybody who's obsessed with her. Oh my god. I, I, I think I she's a good actress, and she appears to be at these. And she's a New Yorker, and she's low key in her New York. No, honestly, mm. I'm not being. I'm not saying this to be disingenuous. I have mm. no. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of women are obsessed with well, her. We don't get it. Yeah, we don't get as a man. I don't get the Pete Davidson thing because yeah, even I, as and I get the the I get that kind of not traditional situation. I just don't get it with him. Oh, I could. I mean, I could. I could. I've said it before. It's like he's he's a nice guy. He never trashes the women he's been with. He is good to his mother, which is an indication of what he's going to be like as a, a lot of us are good to our mom. I'm talking about what, he, of what you that's, see in him. Uh-huh. That, that's an indication of mm-hmm. what you will be like as a partner. If you're mm-hmm. good to the most important woman in your life or mm-hmm. good to the most important man in your life. Mm-hmm. Um He's 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 self-effacing. Mm-hmm. He is upfront about his issues. Women love to fix somebody. Y'all and he's had tragedy. <laughs> he has had real tragedy in his life. And so hence he is a right. little bit wounded. Wounded. And you're like, I can fix you. I can, I can heal you. you. Yeah. <laughs> I can fix you. And he comes from like kind of a hard scrabble background. Mm-hmm. You know. So I mean, do I find him physically? So attractive? basically you just said he drinks. And he's good and bad. No, I didn't like say that. he. he doesn't drink. <laughs> no, 
No. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. No, He's not a good time. Drinks. He loves me. Parties too much. He looks he like the type. Party. He looks like the type who parties too much to me. He, he does. There are times I look at him and he looks all weathered. I think that's what he looks up. like. What I'm trying to no. What I'm trying to say is, he, is that you, I, he doesn't party too. How do you know? How do you know I, what he does? I don't care if he part. I'm not <laughs> interested in. I'm trying to explain why a lot of women don't have why to bash him is not the issue because he doesn't appear to be a bad person. Well, I think the thing is they were friends, right? And there yeah. is that, and I think a little bit of that rule is like girls don't like it when their female friend starts fucking their ex. They don't like that, right? I don't think anybody likes that, right? So Kanye and Pete were friends. Were so. They? Yes, they were friends. Oh, I know so, he's friends with Kid Cudi. So they yeah. were friends. So I think yeah. a little bit it's this is that man thing. You know, certain men can't deal with their emotions with that kind of shit. It's like hurt feelings for some yeah. men causes explosions, right? So I think his feelings are hurt. So when that to a man is worse than physical pain because someone like him, he's just gonna go completely out of his mind. Yeah. I mean, but I think the I just think point, it's weird and it's dangerous and people shouldn't be laughing and think that this is fun. Well, that's or, what the or point re, is. And re- that, publishing this shit when he's making threats to people and you guys are all putting it up like his stories. And it's like, actually, there's a real person on the other end of that. Well, threat. exactly. And that's the point. And <laughs> that's know? the important. And that's the point you're making, which yeah. is important. This is sexist. This yeah. is abusive. Um, and this is and if his name, like you said, if his if his name was Joe Smith, and this mm. was Mary Jones, the police would be involved at this And point. none of us would think it was funny. No. You know so what I mean? that's, right. No, that's the point. And I'm glad you yeah. said that's the point. So yeah. it's like there were real problems in the world. You know, the world is in chaos right now. I know we all love gossip. Listen, I'm mm-hmm. not going to act like no, who does, listen, who doesn't we love all gossip? love gossip. We love a good piece of gossip. <laughs> yeah. But we don't but, need this, a full meltdown with threats is kind of different than gossip. When like, there are children involved. Or when you're trying to say, call yourself exposing people. Like, because here's the thing. Kanye better be careful with his exposing people. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there's lots of things that have floated around about him. It's like exposing can go both ways. Yeah. So when and I believe, I'm a firm believer in the shit you put out in the universe will come and smack you in your ass when you are not looking and knock you right off your feet. So be careful when you're so busy wanting to expose other people, because I'm sure there's a lot of those people being very quiet about you. And if they start talking, you're going to gag. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. All right. Yeah, I just I think it's just a very unfortunate and hopefully, you know, in a way, I don't care about these people. It's all dumb. And guess what? They'll all be fine. It's dumb. It really is. No, they're all they will all be fine. But I think what you were saying and what we're we're kind of I'm ho- mm-hmm. saying is that there's a bigger issue at hand. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're dealing with a woman, no matter what you think of this woman. I don't mm-hmm. care if she her career was because she was sucking off every fucking NBA player in the world. This is mm-hmm. she's potentially a victim. And I would say the same for a man as well. That's that to me is a bigger issue. And that's what you were saying. And, yeah. and that's what's important. No, listen, it's a real person on the end of threats. You yes, know what I mean? Exactly. And it doesn't and it doesn't feel good coming from anybody. And it definitely doesn't feel good being that public and weird, you know? Right. So there you go. From somebody yeah. who's acting unhinged, because like you don't know what they can do. It's like, well, you're already acting crazy. Like, what's the end of crazy? <laughs> what is the end? That's that's you gonna know? be the name of your memoir. <laughs> what's the <laughs> Our, right. our new episode will be called What's the End of Crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the End of Crazy. All right. So last week, 
we discussed <sighs> I even saying his name is exhausting. Mm-hmm. What has he done this week that's stupid? Our mayor, Eric M. Anything stupid this week? I don't know. I'm trying not to pay attention. Thank you. I'm with you as well. <laughs> well what, what promise has he gone back on so far? Well, he oh, just started. The re- his- oh, oh, the co- uh, the um composting, the composting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, our I'm- vegan mayor who eats fish is already going right. back on. Our, our man with no fixed address who eats fish. But he's a vegan and his favorite concert was the one where the guy actually didn't perform and was crippled. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. You just you can't. Are we being punked with this guy? I My really favorite like one. Being- it was like, yeah, but the performance was really good before that. It's like, was it? You he- mean when the, uh, the first band was rushed off stage because. Right. Of- and when Curtis Blay, <laughs> he yeah, he's well, all right. So. He mentioned uh, Eric Adams, hopefully one term mayor, Eric Adams Mm -hmm. mentioned that his way of combating crime or one of the ways of combating crime in New York was that he was going to uh, ban drill music. And some DJs, including um, another man I inexplicably like as a human being, uh, Joe Budden, inexplicable. Don't ask me to explain that one. Um, he's interesting though. That's the thing. He with is Joe interesting. Biden. And it's talk about troubled. Oh my right. God. But he's <laughs> interesting in a he's different smart. way. He's know? smart. He's super, a great interview, but yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's, he's a reclamation project too. But, um, so anyway, we were talking and Courtney made a really good point. Like, um, you know, what's drill music? What is it? Because if you're like us, I, I, I every week there's like a new hyphen it that I can't keep with so um you know drill is a type it, it's a sub genre of hip-hop and i guess it started in chicago um mm-hmm. and the best known proponent of it was chief chief keep oh my god is chief keep thank yeah. you mm-hmm. chief keep um very violent he was super young right very yeah. violent lyrics and you know very affiliated with gangs it wasn't even like i'm talking about it he was in in violent you know chicago's so is drill, is it derivative from, is it really primarily from gangs? Because this, what seems to be happening in this scene, it seems different than just like rap battles. It seems well, it's like kinda gang sort of, warfare well, on record. Well, it's kind of sort of, because, I mean, it's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? right. I mean, are they reporting something? Are they part of a life? Because there's the Chicago Grill and Drill Grill, Chicago <laughs> Drill. And and a lot of artists in Chicago, the older rap, you know, mm-hmm. like the Lupe Fiascos and the Commons mm-hmm. were like, and Chance the Rapper distanced himself. They said, we don't want anything to do with this. Like, this is super violent stuff. Right. It's like, so what came first, the violence or the guys talking about the violence? I mean, my problem with it is that the Chicago stuff I didn't think was very interesting artistically. It's very hard. It's very but isn't it, it's almost localized, right? Well, like a is. lot of these scenes, except for like Pop Smoke, who you said worked with UK rappers, so he kind of brought it onto more well, of an international scene. Yeah, he was. What was interesting about Pop Smoke, who died, you know, because of violence. It's it's he worked with the UK. There's a UK drill too. It's a very brittle sound. It is not your hooky. You know, the hip hop you and I were raised with um, hooky. But he was interesting because he did work with UK producers, which gave him, a, I guess it's similar in a sense to grime in mm-hmm. in the intensity. Right. I don't know whether grime stuff is leading to gang warfare. I mean, there's good artists in it. There's bad artists in it. 
Um, there's a lot of the New York artists are associated with gang. But my problem is I'm always very leery when you're coming down on the art as opposed to the cause of it. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this stuff isn't super violent because according to Eric Adams, uh, one term mayor, <laughs> Eric Adams, you know, our vegan doing, mayor who eats fish, our vegan mayor who eats fish, who has no fixed income. Um, he of uh, not fixed income, fixed address, address, no fixed address. Um, he is saying that they're sending messages, which is very well because it's messages that you and I aren't listening to because we're like old people. But we're also not in that life, right? <laughs> well, so that's what I'm saying. But, and it, I, it's probably not untrue because this just seems to be like these young men are getting killed in their prime. Like one who was just killed over the week. What's his name? Super Gates, I believe. Who was I killed know. recently. I honestly don't know. I honestly he was about to sign a deal with Atlantic Records. You, oh, yes. you know what I mean? Okay. And he's dead. So maybe there are messages being sent. Pop Smoke was killed right as his career was beginning and he was going into having a big moment. Right. So it's like they're not even getting to survive into these careers. So that's what makes this different. It's 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 really like a war. It's like it's like war music. It is. It is. And and like, I mean, very much so. I mean, there is, like I said, and, you know, look, hip hop. And that being many- said, like like we always say, and I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm very sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. I don't think I don't think it should. You know, listen, it's the music of the streets, right? It's a really hard thing. People have to express themselves. And this is what it is. This is people's real life. You know, yeah. not all the rap is pretty and, you know, rolling around with hooks with a diva singing on 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 the hook. Some of right. it really and is. People are talking about their real shit. And so many people can relate to that. I just, how do we stop it from people not even getting to get to the place where they can get out? They're just being killed. Right. Well, I mean, again, God, we'd have to be sociologists for this because there's a desperation that will never go away and things are just kind of going to get worse. Is right. it music that I listen to? No, because it's so hard on my ears and, and it's lyrically it's so, so not difficult. meant for our ears too. You know what I mean? No, Real it's not. Talk. Well, exactly. It is not, it, yeah. it, it is an encoded language that we would be crazy in our age. if we were listening to that said, my st- former students used to talk about pop smoke and, like, eh, and he's really good. I mean, yeah. not a lot of these guys are good, but he was in particular, Really, really super good. But it's, you know, you could equate it to like the trap. It is sort of a derivative of trap. And you could say, all right, these guys were talking about cooking up Coke in their kitchen. And you and I are like cooking up Coke. Uh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> you mean what? I'd like to make some cookies, you know. Yeah, oh, we know what cooking up Coke is. They were, they were talking about cooking up Coke and all of our shit and all of our sauce. Right. I, I know. know. <laughs> what, I just got an email. Guess what's coming in the mail today? Mariah Carey is coming to my house. Oh, no. He is Adora. Me, Lynn Farmer. My COVID test. (laughs) You're just getting those? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The ones when when I sent the link? Yes, yes. And you did it that same day. I got mine the next week, and so did my mom and my sister. I don't know. That's hilarious. Wait. Thank you. Now that all the restrictions are over. Restrictions are being dropped. And They're the like, COVID here, here's your, by the way, here's your COVID <laughs> test. By the way, everything's open and you don't need to wear a mask. Right. Merry by Christmas. The, way, the rates are down 65%. And basically, you can cough on somebody without fear of being arrested. <laughs> but here's your COVID test. That's it also hilarious. Yeah, yay. Yay for that's me. hilarious. <laughs> 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm so glad. It's so, yay. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off, but I just saw this alert. Why did I think you got those already? No. no. My shit has been sitting in there for weeks. I got a COVID test. I got a COVID test last Wednesday outside of uh, my college, Mm -hmm. and it was one of the health and hospital core ones. What's today? Tuesday? Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten the result yet. I could be five times dead. I could be five times dead at this point. Meanwhile, and I, they used to do the turnaround in Miss 24 hours. I mean, meanwhile, Miss Queen, <laughs> the Queen has COVID from Charles. And well. at first, yesterday, they were like, oh, she's going to do everything virtually. She's just going to do all the things virtually. Now they've canceled all the virtual shit. Well, she's 90 fucking five years I know, old. I know. I mean, she's mm-hmm. 95. I mean, the fact that she is still alive is like that inbreeding can be good. Thing, you know what I mean? You know? <laughs> Inbreeding can be a good thing. And still always has a fierce hat. (laughs) She really does. (laughs) Always has a fierce hat. Listen, we have a relationship with the queen because Mm -hmm. she's, we don't have to worry about her. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, the queen, I know they're horrible. I know all the things, but come on. The crown was fucking great. Did you watch (laughs) the crown? I did. Mm -hmm. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. great. I mean, I know it's fiction and we don't, Mm -hmm. you know, um, let's, you want to talk talk about about Jamal? Well, no, let's do Jamal. You want to do Jamal first and then Rock Roll Hall of Fame? Mm-hmm. All right. You so know, I'm shocked that I'd never heard of this guy. How could that be? It is absolutely. First of all, I love his mother. I love his mother. I watch Loose Women in the UK, which is their version of The View. And Brenda, who is a singer, Brenda Edwards, who is a singer, um, an actress, she is a panelist on Loose Women. And she talks about her children with such pride because, you know, she was, I believe she got divorced when the kids were young and she raised Jamal and his sister, I believe, on her own, you mm-hmm. know? And she just had so much pride in him. And when he was really young, he founded SBTV. Uh, which was a place for he for UK rap and urban acts to be seen because he felt like in the UK scene, radio and TV, there was no place that was showcasing UK acts. And it brought me back to a time where there's a UK artist who shall be nameless who came to the US to work. And we had a conversation one day and I was asking her, well, why did you move to the US? I was like, you had success there. She said, yes, but as a black artist doing my my urban music, she felt like there was a ceiling and couldn't get past at that time. So it made sense, you know, that he understood that and kind of launched the careers of a lot of people, gave them a place. You know, Ed Sheeran was first there, Stormzy, Skepta, Dave, Dave. Uh, you know, Jesse J. And it grew into this really big platform, which is still there with hundreds of millions of subscribers as SBTV on YouTube. And he brought a, just gave a lot of people opportunities in the music industry, did a lot of stuff as a DJ, a producer, just an all around music man. He was awarded an MBE at 24. And it's just devastating. You know, he, he had, they described it as a short illness. So his mother was completely shocked and caught off guard. So it, we don't know what it is. A short, I, I'm not sure if it just, it sounds like whatever happened was very, very sudden. Like it came on and that was it. It's just, well, or sudden, 
like maybe a heart attack sudden, sudden, mm. you know what I mean? Because it didn't sound like he was very sick. So right. it just seems like everyone is shocked. It's really sad. The UK music scene is completely rocked. And I just send out my love and blessings to Brenda because she was so proud of him. And whenever she would talk about her children and talk about him, and he came on Loose Women once because she was just beaming with pride. And I think, you know, like any parent, is not supposed to bury their child, but I think, you know, as mm. someone who raised, even, your, your, you know, your son has his dad, but you raised your kid with you. It's like, that's, just seems like an impossible and horrific, horrific thing. He was 31 no, I, years old. I mean, you know? yeah, I, I mean, on every conceivable level. And I'm kind of, um, kind of, uh, shocked because like you, well, you're, you're, you are like, you outdo me in the Anglophile. I mean, I, I bow down to your Anglophone mm-hmm. phone, your Anglophile, <laughs> you know, your yeah. love of all things. Right. British. <laughs> I, I bow down to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just shocked that I did. Maybe I had heard of the guy and just was one of the 9 million names coming you know, uh, back well, the thing forth, is, you but, know, a lot of the music and the producers and yes. those things. And, you know, he was really, back uh, instrumental in doing things behind the scenes. And he was a, a, a guy that a lot of people knew in that way. But now when you see a lot of people is connected to it and you go back, you're like, oh, wow, you realize the right. influence. And he's not somebody who, would, who was getting covered the same way here, right? So you wouldn't know him from all of the people that you know and that they were doing, you know, things here. You know, we're weird with what we cover and who we exactly. kind of let be a name in the U.S., well, you know, what's interesting. And also we're not as uh, the Brits are, not, they're obsessed with a different kind of celebrity. The industry there is very, very different than the industry right. here. I have to say that when I was reading the obits and reading about him, mm-hmm. the Ed Sheeran correction was kind of like, wow. And it's, but when I started thinking about it, whatever you want to think about Ed Sheeran, there's a lot positive and a lot negative. Um, he has always had this very quiet connection with black music Mm -hmm. he has always kind of um you can tell that he's a kid who grew up listening to hip-hop and listening Mm -hmm. to black music and so i could sort of see where someone with really good ears which obviously um this man had Mm -hmm. would hear that in ed sheeran you know what i mean I can, I can. So, well, anyway, yeah, like you said, it's super I think sad. what people love about Ed Sheeran is the fact that he has soul in his voice, you know what I yeah, mean? Well, Which they- is why he can do a concert with just him, his band in a stadium with a giant screen and his guitar and have you all, all 80,000 people in there singing his song, right? Without right. having to have 50 dancers and feathers and blues. He's feathers. not, you know, he's not on the picker going out and waving down, screaming at you, twirling, you know, like they need to stop doing that, by the way. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm just saying it's like it's it feels like it's been done a million times. A million times. Which is why right? the catwalk is already good. Just go out into there. Let people see you and have a yeah, beast day exactly. why so do they I can have see to you closer. Up? Why do like, I have to look Nobody up? ever likes when you're above them screaming. Bah, bah. You know, no, I will say, them. have you seen Pink live? Have you ever seen Pink? You concert? know, I have never seen. I've seen her at award shows. I've no. never been to a Pink Courtney? concert. And, I, I, the, and the first time I actually saw Pink was at a showcase when her first album came out. When in she LA, was a black art, when, when she was when a she black, was a black artist, artist. artist, and we were doing this thing. It was the CVC, and it used to be the the Video Report magazine. And every year they had a conference, so all the people who work video promotion would go. And it was like Pink, Khalees, 
I can't remember who else. It was like some, like whatever. And so the I girls saw girls of that year. So I saw her when she was black and she was singing, Most girls she want a man black. with the ching ching. I want my man with the ding ding. Google, Google, Google Pink's career and you'll <laughs> know what we're talking about. And, and the fierce thing was, she was successful then too. That was a platinum album with big hits. But then there the next you, album was Misunderstood. Yeah, you know, there you go. Yeah, so I saw all of that. But she had short pink hair and she was giving you I dance. Right. <laughs> giving you I got dance. my dances. Yeah, we I, do. I'm giving yeah. you I dance. Yes. And then she said, fuck this shit. Right. I want, I'm sick. Of, I'm tired of being black. <laughs> I don't want to be the only white artist on LaFace records. Mm-hmm. She was the only white artist on LaFace, right? I, yeah, I think so, right? I think she was there, Tina Marie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sort. Well, it but worked out. <laughs> it worked out. But what I was going to say about Pink and the Flake, I, I, I saw her many years ago, or not many mm-hmm. years, a couple of years ago. I mean, she really does sing upside down. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is mm-hmm. like singing upside down, mm-hmm. and she is actually singing mm-hmm. like upside down. Right. So that is impressive. Um, what do you um, What are you listening to these days? I know you're always listening to some really cool, obscure kind of stuff. Well, you know, and you have to preface it by saying for some reason, for some reason, (laughs) I've been going on Quincy Jones produced albums kick. And so, you know, I started with Hey Now How, Hey Now Hey Aretha's really weird 1974 album that I love that's super weird, but her voice sounds great on it. Then I went to Quincy's The Dude. I was having that moment again because, you know, who doesn't like a little James Ingram and Patty Austin vocal? Then I landed on Donna Summer's Quincy Jones produced album, which is the one that has State of Independence, uh, no, has a love finger on the trigger, loves in control on it and State of Independence. And I love it, but it's funny when her and Quincy, I don't think, she didn't always love recording that album. She used to call it, she used to say that sometimes she felt like it was a Quincy Jones album that she got to sing on, right? Mm. But I just think his production's always great, but it's really weird when we think about him and his legacy. Then you go back, you start listening to some of the albums that he's produced outside of Michael Jackson. And it's very varying results with different people, you know? So I've just been on a kick of going through Quincy Jones. I I think that he's got, I mean, there's a great documentary about him, which is also, I think, Netflix. I think that he's got to be one of those producers that when you're an artist, you walk in knowing that a great deal of it is going to be him. Right. That he is going to bring out the best of you, but he's also going to make sure the best of him comes out too. Right. So (laughs) he might get the best of your vocals, but are these your best songs? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, he it's definitely. A little, that's what I'm realizing with the like the Michael Jackson. Look, like you can see, right, which is why he didn't produce Dangerous, right? He did the first thing and Michael was like, I need to do Dangerous. I need to. Kind of take control. Yeah. Well, he's you know? a large. I mean, Quincy Jones is a larger than life Absolutely. figure. So it's not like somebody who took, you know, a backseat. I mean, he was somebody you went to Quincy Jones for a reason. And Absolutely. but sometimes you might have to kind of give realize, up a little bit of yourself. Okay, you realize. And then that's what comes with going to Quincy Jones. for that reason. Right. Right? It's like, A, I have a Quincy Jones record. B, I have a Quincy Jones record. Right. Um I, you know, I, I mean, like I said, I went back and was listening to some Kanye just to kind of remind myself that he's a fucking lunatic and, and problematic. But, you know, the music is there. But I, you know, I listened to it uh, 
both albums one through. I was like, damn, these were good. And then I'm done. I don't have to listen to them. Right. <laughs> I'm done. Um, and I've started reading. I think I may have mentioned this last time. And I, uh, I've started reading Dan Charnis's Dilla time about Jay Dilla. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, exhaust. I mean, this. Oh, geez. I mean, the amount of research this guy put into it. So it's really interesting because he's really building up. He's starting in the beginning. Uh, you and I, I think we both said that he's a name that we know, but we don't know enough about him. And that is my bad for right. sure. You know, um, so, so far into that, but you know, because I'm an old person, I start reading and I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sad. It's that really is, sad. And that's I actually love to, quite sad. <laughs> I love to read. Well, you know what it is? I'm not on the train as much. And that's where right. I used to do a Me lot of my right. reading. Absolutely. So I'm not riding the train and I would look really stupid if I was walking to work, reading a book. I hate people who do stuff like that. Um, we'll talk about Rock My Hall of Fame next week because we, yeah, we got a lot of we got, we a, got lot of a lot of stuff, and yeah. I'm really glad you hipped everybody to Jamal. Um, Jamal, right? Uh, I am. Jamal Edwards, yes. Yeah, I'm glad because um, yeah, I'm glad people hip to it. All right, so please I'm so sorry for Brenda. I really um Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I I, I by the way. Loose Women is a fantastic name mm-hmm. for a show. Mm-hmm. I much prefer that than it's the, the loose view. Women. <laughs> I like that. And um, they, they get into little tips, but they can't. They can't really, you know, because of the UK and their their TV stuff. They talk about Boris, but they can't really go into politics. Well, it's deep. BBC, right? Yeah, I it's, believe the, so. it is. It is for all of the great shows that come out of the BBC mm-hmm. and the dramas and stuff. It mm-hmm. is state. It is state-owned mm-hmm. television. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> mean, I mean, they kind of have to be careful because Boris might go funding. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> what is this funding you speak of? Right. Uh, um, well, maybe Madonna because she's such an Anglophile. She can go. Oh, you know how great would it be if they had one actress play Madonna as younger, and then they could have the British version of Madonna, and we could have a <laughs> British actress play her. That or, would be great. Or Madonna. So- thank God. Thank God she didn't do a real Leo shift. I'm going to play myself. <laughs> oh, you know. You know. Even if she's Ooh. your queen, Courtney, you know that was Ooh. your first fear. You that know was, that was your first year. Oh, and so she would do fear. it. She would do it like they did in The Irishman, Oof. the Martin Scorsese, where they right. made her look all younger. digitally and it'd be a mess, not ass and shit. Oh and be, that would Oof. be. Could you imagine? That would be scary. Listen, don't put it out there. She might be Oof. listening to us and right. decide to do it. She's going to be like, there's, there's in the no second half of the film, me. I'm there's, there's no one who could play no me. There's no one who could play me. I'm the <laughs> only one who knows what it was like to do this. Did you ever see, did you ever see, by the way, it's one of those fake documentaries on like Amazon about the Breakfast Club, Madonna and the Breakfast Club. Yes. <laughs> okay. That girl is so good that I actually yeah. thought it was like a documentary mm-hmm. for like everybody. Everybody thought it was Madonna. No, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, oh my yeah. God. This yeah, girl, she looks really like her. I know. Really. Maybe she's had surgery. Now she looks even more like Well, her. I'm auditioning for the movie. Good. Mm, yeah. I think you could be Jelly Bean. Yes, I want you I, to be Jelly Bean. I either want to be Jelly Bean or I would like to. I'm auditioning for the part of Liz Rosenberg. <laughs> I see a wig and some makeup, a little oh, digital enhancement. I, I could be right. Liz Rosenberg. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to dig you out of that hole. <laughs> 
I want to be the Harry publicist to it oh all. Oh my god! Who's like Madonna? You can't. <laughs> Liz Rosenberg, the legend, the oh, legend. She is a legend. <laughs> she's no, a legend. She's when I used to go up to Warner Brothers, when mm-hmm. when Liz. It, Liz had this fantastic office, this huge office, mm. and it had tons of toys in it. And whenever mm-hmm. I'd bring Lucian with me, mm-hmm. she would be like, just put him in my room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Plate with toy. Oh, OK. On that note, you have officially, as the kids say, slayed me with that. <laughs> Liz Rosenberg. <laughs> and that's what it is, kids. You know what time it is. We're out every Thursday with a new episode on the Pantheon Podcast Music, your one-stop shop for everything music. So please check us out there and some one of the other 70-plus shows. You love music? There's something there for you. You like talking to us? Fierce, we love talking to you. Come to our Facebook page. It's, I'm going to let you finish all one word. We're there a lot. We interact with you there. We're on TikTok at I'm going to let you finish podcast. We're on Twitter at Finish Ima. We hate that name. We're on <laughs> IG. I'm I kind of do too. I, I I'm glad you said. Oh that. my god, I hate it. It was like it kept trying to give me. I because somebody has. A, I'm gonna let you finish. It was yeah, giving yeah, all yeah. these finish twenty seconds. Finish. I'm a, was the less of the evils, and I fucking hate it. It sounds I like somebody. It. For those of you who. I admit who watched Darcy and Stacy uh, of uh, the 90 day fans. You do it not sounds watch like that. Do you? Okay. I wa- <laughs> you have to understand that I watch it purely for the color commentary with my best friend. I watch it. Okay. I watch mm-hmm. it. Like I exercise. Didn't they try to sing? Don't they have a song? <laughs> I feel like they have a song. They have everything, but it turns out mm-hmm. that they're biracial, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> They're Cape Verdean and their father is hotter than hot. But what I was going to say is it sounds like they always marry these guys from these strange former Soviet Mm -hmm. unions. And (laughs) and that's how their husbands talk. I finish your I finish. I'm a breakfast. So sorry. Listen, that's you listen word. to Piazzadora. I, I do listen. Listen, <laughs> listen, there's Pia no Zadora shame. Is there's underrated no shame. as a singer. <laughs> so and Darcy and Stacey is a freak show. <laughs> and on that note, we'll see you next week, kids. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.